Hey everyone, it's Brad with College Sportscast. We're getting started tonight with our week 11. Uh, we're going to do our pick six and no fly zone show. Probably do a little bonus college basketball at the end of the show as well. Um, of course, I have John Hammonds, John Roberts, and Mason Cross with me. And we're going to do our pick six, and we're going to do it with our favorite football stadiums to go to across the entire country. Like what would be our top picks for our favorite football stadiums. Uh, this was John Hammond's idea today. He came up with this one, so I'll give him credit for the pick six topic this time. Hammond, since you uh, come up with the idea, how do you want to do this? You want to do first three? You want to give you a whole rundown? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree, especially at night. It was your idea now. <laughs> well, you can. Are you talking about the actual Rose Bowl, like the game? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, I mean, they, right. Well, I think the whole nostalgia of the, you know, Catholic religion and, and all the buildings and all the stuff there is going to, you know, going to help with the Notre Dame game day experience yeah five well you said four notre dame was four
I almost think you can't leave them out. I mean, honestly. Okay. Well, you can't go wrong with um, Texas and football in Texas, basically. So, um, just the top six. Yeah. Well, they've had they've had some down seasons the last few though. Yeah. Right. All right. Absolutely. There's a bunch you can put in there, so. John Roberts, I'm going to throw it to you on this one. And like I said, this is this is your list of what you think would be, you know, the top. So Okay. Right. Rowdy is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And somehow they still got it. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and they have the best food ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I've yeah, that you can't beat you can't beat Cajun food, man. You just can't. Right. Okay. Right. I mean, you, you, you almost have to mention the big house in Michigan. I mean, you know, if we're going to do this topic, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that would be a bucket list thing for sure.
Okay. Yeah. That's definitely on my bucket list. Oh, that's definitely Lambeau Field is the stadium that I would want to go to. So I get it. Yep, me too, man. Right. I kind of thought maybe you would mention Ole Miss. So Mason's in a different part of the country than we are. So Mason's probably going to have a different list, which is good. So I want to like have different teams mentioned and different places to go. So it's your it's your floor now, Mason. Where, what's your list going to look like? Right. I would think the big house when when Ohio State comes would kind of be the same, though. I would think. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, I got you. Cool. That's the, that's what I wanted to know. I mean, you know, keep going because you're going to have a different list. Oh, I knew you would. You're in a different part of the country, so.
Yeah, Virginia Tech's got a great, great experience. Their pregame stuff and everything. Yeah, that, I, I would have to agree with that, man. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. Yeah. 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 Better, better than Kyle Field? <laughs> yeah. Right. Army, Navy. Yeah, that would be cool to go to. Yeah. All right. All right, Mason, go ahead. Finish. <laughs> uh, it's 300 and some games, I think, in a row they've sold out. I'm pretty sure. Try that in the SEC, see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you on the Virginia Tech. That was going to be one on my list was Virginia Tech. Um <laughs> hey, I didn't say that I did. I just said if I was going to put together a list, Virginia Tech is definitely going to be on there. And the tickets aren't overly priced. Hmm. Right. Well, nobody mentioned this place, so I'm going to mention I would love to go to a game in Oregon. Um, I just think um, 
being in the Pacific Northwest, for me, traveling up there, getting to have that experience, going to a Ducks game, um, that would be an experience that I would want to do. And nobody really mentioned Oregon, so I'm going to give them little props because they always have great football and uh, have a pretty good tradition up there over the years. So that'd be one that I would mention that nobody else did. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're right. Absolutely. It was really underwhelming? Huh. Yeah. Right. So Florida Gators, I mean, they're home. I mean, you know, my lifetime, basically the last 30 years, man, they've they've been top-notch in college football for most of that. And the Swamp is a really, really tough place to play. Um, And uh, they do the Tom Petty song at the end of the third quarter and the whole crowd sings. Um, so that, that'd be one that I would mention that I don't think anybody actually put on their top six. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it is a great experience. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, but for the, for the most part, in the last 30 years, they have been good. I mean, if there's been a few down years, but.
Right. Yeah. Well, I was at last year's Kentucky, Florida, and Kroger Field, and that was consistent. What you're talking about from the time it tipped off or the time it kicked off to the end, I mean, it was just a loud experience the entire time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Las Vegas, yeah. Yeah, the Raiders. All right, guys. We're, we're going to move on and go to our no-fly zone topic. So I got two NIL questions that we're going to go through. And I don't know if y'all caught it today, but there was a little bit of stuff with the with Alabama, um, and they were yeah. And there was a couple of things with the Alabama stuff today, uh, talking about their loss. That's talk Saban actually brought it up a little bit. Um, and my question is this: Is NL is the NIL money? bringing the top-tier teams back to the pack just a little bit because the hunger isn't quite there like before for teams like, say, Alabama. Because Saban brought it up in a press conference, and it's kind of been talked about today. So, you know, um, 
Hammonds, I'm going to start with this topic. I know you want to talk about one more, and we'll get to that. But it was kind of a big topic today. Saban was saying basically that the hunger in his players isn't quite there because the NIL, they don't have to, you know, they got the, they got some money. They got money. They don't need, you know, they don't have to wait for the NFL. Yeah, Texas A&M's kind of the same way. They all got a bunch of money before this season started. We're used to we're used to they still had to strive to keep their image and win and everything to get to the NFL, and now they don't have to. Well, it kind of came from Saban today, actually, that was where this came from, so. Yeah. And I know there's another there's another I know there's another side this that you want to talk about, Hammonds. We'll get to that in a second. I know, I know there is. There's not really. I mean, you got people in the NFL that make millions and millions. I mean, I guess, but Saban was saying since the NIL stuff has come around that he doesn't see quite the hunger in his players anymore is basically what he said. Well, I, listen, that's why we're having a debate about it. It came from Saban today. This this idea and this question came from Saban. Yeah, and we'll get to that in a minute. Go ahead, John Roberts. I don't really think he wants them there, really.
Well, I mean, so you take some other teams. Texas A&M seems to be having an issue. I think Miami Hurricanes, I mean, they've had issues before, but, I mean, they, you start paying players and, you know. Merchandise. Right. 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 Do you think any of that affects their hunger on the field? they'll get more. Right. Right. But I'm talking about the top-tier teams like Clemson, Alabama, like, you know. You know what I mean. The top teams is what I mean. Ohio State, Michigan,
Yeah, you can get it coming out of high school now. Okay. Well, there's always going to be some of those, yes. Yeah. Mason, I'm going to open this up to you, and, and you're a fan of one of the top-tier teams, I would, th I would say, Oklahoma. So um, do you think that it affects the hunger of some of the top players on the top-tier teams, the NIL? Eighteen, nineteen, twenty year old kids, yeah. Never have been. Right. You, you'd probably go, right, yeah. I mean, isn't that how SMU got players in 82, 83? Eric Dickerson. I'm just saying, you know, way back, that's how SMU got all those players. Ray Myers and all that bunch was – Paying players. Yep. Craig James. Ray Myers was the coach, by the way. Y'all probably too young to remember all this, but. <laughs> right. Yeah.
Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I don't think there is. You're saying that his businesses could be offering players money. Right. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I would think that he would get something out of that, but maybe not. I don't know. Okay. Well, that's not that's not right, really. Yeah, that's not right. Well, I mean, that was a part of it, yes. Yeah. Right. Right. Speaking of that, speaking of going where the money is, that's going to bring me to the topic that Hammonds wants to talk about. And so my next question is, is are middle-of-the-pack conference teams 
in trouble of being left behind because of the top tier NIL deals and teams. No. Right. I, I did JMI and stuff today. I did hear about that. So go ahead. I know you got a little rant that you want to do on this, so. Yes, sir. And that means that the players are having to pay that 125000 Not the team. He's talking about the players are having to pay this media company $125,000 of their money that they're supposedly making. Right. Yeah, he de he decommitted yesterday, and I and I do think it has to do with nil stuff. Well, so it's not just Kentucky though. Yeah. Well, I'm sure. It wouldn't surprise me if it's not a whole lot more than that. Well, I mean, you're right. You know, Stoops has done a heck of a job and stayed at, at Kentucky and been 
and you know, and and been true to Kentucky and stayed here for ten years, um, and has built a program now. You know, with all that's going on in the changing college football world, Kentucky's going to have to adapt and keep up with it, or a coach like Mark Stoops is not going to stick around. I mean, that's just plain and simple. So Kentucky either has to adapt and keep up with it like everybody else, or the good coaches who, are, you know, who are building a program is not going to be left behind because the school is not getting on board with it. That's that's not he's not going to do that. I'm just telling you, though, that's the kind of thing that is going to have to happen. If not, then good coaches are not going to be left behind. I mean, and that, that goes for Mark Stoops or Sonny Dykes at TCU. I mean, whatever, whoever it is. John Roberts, you, you agree with that? Yeah. And so Barnhart's not opening up all these collectibles and stuff that are that all these other schools, Texas and Texas A&M and how all their, you know, Alabama's and stuff are getting, you know, all these players with million dollar stuff and 2.2 million and all this other stuff. Well, Kentucky's biggest NIL person is Will Levis. And he's in the, you know, $500,000 range. And, you know, there's a huge. No, that's what the Barnhart's keeping them from doing that, which is the AD. Yeah, so a, um, JMI, which is a media group, owns the logo. So a, the players are having to pay them $125,000 to use their logo, basically, you know, to sell stuff or, or promote stuff or whatever, sell merch or whatever. Which is, which is bull. Yeah.
Well, I mean, I've seen some that are, you know, two, two and three, four, five million dollars and stuff for some of these players. Right. 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 And Kentucky, while I'm not saying that they don't have a little bit, but it pales in comparison to that. Right. Yes, I think Saban is doing that, trying to. Right. And I think that's the way Stoops had been doing it as well at Kentucky. That's how he started out doing it. But he is seeing that a lot of these other players are, you know, getting money elsewhere. And now for the past six months or so, back in the summer, um, he, you know, he made it known that Barnhart and the school was going to have to pony up if, if they wanted to stay on course and so far, they really haven't done that. Right. I mean, heck, they were on video. They were on video saying, "Hey, these are the suits. These are the guys that's going to pay you." So you know. Right. And Ole Miss is another one of those schools. Right.
are going to be left behind. Yeah. All right, so Yeah. Just just for everybody that's listening on the podcast, so Mason got a business phone call and he had to uh jump off. So he's not on here uh right now. He left a few minutes ago. So I just wanted to uh let our listeners know that Mason won't be joining the rest of it and and talking about this topic or the college basketball. So, Hammonds, you got anything else you want to add to this topic? All right. So we're going to move on to some college basketball. College basketball tipped off last night. Um, A whole lot of teams played. Nobody really played any powerhouse teams. There hadn't been any real big games um, yet. But, uh, you know, I just kind of wanted to talk about it. there was a few kind of surprising losses last night, and I'm going to start out with Florida State lost last night. Uh, yeah, they they lost. Yeah, Stetson, they lost last night, and Florida State was kind of one of the popular names of teams that would be in that 4-5 range in the ACC. There's only three teams ranked in the ACC. And Florida State was one of the popular names that they think would be challenge for the you know NCAA tournament bid and being that four or five range, and then they got beat on opening night to Stetson. So um, Oklahoma lost last night. Yeah. North Carolina, who is the number one team in the country, kind of struggled last night with a little bitty school um, and didn't win but by like 10 or 13 or something. Okay. I just know, um, you know, Auburn wind up winning last night by 18. Um, let's see. Arkansas, I believe, didn't um, fare all that great and jump out. But I think they – I mean, they wind up winning by several. Yeah, TCU's a, a team that – snuck out a win 73-72 last night and they're ranked like 14th or something yeah yeah one they won 73-72 yeah Memphis beat Vandy last night that was the 
that was the one rival game, or you know, like bigger game, really, last night. I think two good schools. Yes, they did. You, you're right. USC lost last night as well. Yeah. Just so you know, I told I told the guys in our our group chat that uh, I'm pretty sure that the South Carolina women's team could challenge the South Carolina men's team. Is um, Thompson still there? No, the son. No, the son is their was their coach. Oh, that's right. I was thinking the son was still the coach, but you're right, it's Patrick Ewing. Yeah. I got you. I, I knew that. I just it just didn't hit me. Baylor looked really good. They run their little school out of the gym. Yeah, Houston looked good last night. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna bring that up. Gonzaga. The aircraft carrier. Yeah. Yeah. John Roberts, me and you talked about this the other night. So what do you think about the, the big game of the week, Michigan State and Gonzaga? Yeah, man, wouldn't that be cool? It would be actually. <laughs> of the ship. 
<laughs> it kind of would be cool if it was just barely moving. <laughs> Too much, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got you. It would kind of be funny. So does Michigan State have a shot? Does Michigan State have a shot Friday night to beat Gonzaga? <laughs> I mean, Izzo, in my opinion, has been over the years, been one of the best coaches in the country. I really like Tom Izzo. I kind of like Michigan State. I am a huge Magic Johnson fan. Um, I remember the championship game in 79 between Magic and Bird. My dad was a huge, huge Larry Bird fan. And I was a little bitty boy, and I fell in love that night with Magic Johnson. It was the first game I ever remember watching, and I absolutely fell in love with Magic Johnson that night. And I, me and my dad, you know, over the years had many battles between Magic Johnson and Larry Bird, and uh, it was a, it was fun growing up to do that. But anyways, so Tom Izzo, I believe, has been one of the better coaches in the country the last. I don't know. Gosh, I don't know how long he's been there. 20, 25 years now. I don't know. He's been there a long time. Um, and, but I am not sure if he's getting the caliber players that Mark Few is at Gonzaga. So, Hammonds, do you think that he has, Michigan State has a shot against Gonzaga Friday night? Well, then after that game, I mean, Izzo's got some players. I'm not saying he doesn't have players. Right. 
Right. Oh, Tom Izzo will schedule anybody. And he and he does that every year. It is. It is. And oh, I know. Roberts, you got anything to add to that? All right. I just didn't want to be sitting here talking back and forth and leave you out. So, but, uh, that is the big game of the week, the Michigan State Gonzaga game. Um, and then next week, college basketball really picks up, and there's a lot of big games, Coaches Classic, uh, and just a lot of big games next week. This week is kind of the early tip-off. Most of these teams are not playing, you know, high-caliber teams as of yet. Usually most teams have a couple of warm-up games now. Like you said, Tom Izzo's different, man. He he's always doing that. He's always scheduling. He's first, you know, six eight games. Why they they always play three or four really tough games, and they usually start out losing two or three or four of them. And but by the time February or March rolls around, he usually has his crew um, really playing well, and they've come together as a team. And like I said, in in my my lifetime, if I had to pick a second team behind Kentucky in basketball for a college team, I would probably pick Michigan State. But that's um, that's because I fell in love with a guy named Irvin Magic Johnson, just to be honest with you. And most of you guys that are listening to this probably don't even know who that is. <laughs> but he's... But he sure was one of the most fun players to ever put on a pair of sneakers and dribble a basketball. I can tell you that. Okay. About chaos? Okay. Go ahead. It could happen.
Well, Alabama's got to beat Ole Miss this week. Because they own the tiebreak. I told you. I think I might. I think I might have mentioned this on Twitter, or either that, or I mentioned it to you in text. I can't remember. But um, so, if North Carolina was to win the ACC, and of course, well, so if they were to win the ACC, you would have to have. Um, you know, TCU would probably have to go down. Um, you would probably, um, you know, there's pr- Alabama and Ole Miss would have to, you know, go down out of the way. LSU would probably have to lose one of the at least one of those two games and have a and be a three loss team. Um, you know, so there's some things. Some you talk about chaos. There's some things that would have to happen before that could happen. That's, I say no. If that happens in the in the top four, then I'm out. I mean, really. I don't even think a three-loss team should get in the 12 field, much less the four field. And I don't care. I don't care if they win the, win the SEC or not. If they have three losses, they should be out. Period. That's my opinion. A bad A and M scene. I think they're like one, I think they're one in five or something. I think in the SEC, they're they're last. Maybe they are zero and five because yeah, Auburn won one. They won Missouri. No, I'm just. I was just thinking. You was asking about their record. I think they they're like one in five or something. A and M in the SEC. Okay, Hammonds. You have to ch- you have to chime in on this. If LSU has three losses and still wins the SEC, they do not deserve to be in the four teams in the college football playoff, right? 
Okay. Surely you're with me on that. <laughs> I was going to say, surely you're with me on that. That's That would be just too much. <laughs> All right, Hammonds, anything else you want to talk about with basketball tonight? Okay. I just wanted to uh, talk a little bit about the college basketball world since it started up last night. It's the very first week, and like I said, um, the Michigan State-Gonzaga game is the biggest one this week. It's Friday night on ESPN at 5.30 Central Standard Time, 6.30 Eastern Time. Um, so that's the big game of the week if you want to catch that game. Um, this has been our Pick 6 and No Fly Zone so show with a little bonus college basketball. We are on Apple and Spotify and iHeartRadio. I post some stuff on YouTube, College Sportscast. Um, I have a TikTok that I do a little bit of stuff on. Uh, and we have a Facebook page, College Sportscast. So you can follow us in lots of different ways. We appreciate you being on. Like, share, share with friends, family, tell people about us, um, and rate us. We would love to have you guys follow and listen. And we will be back on Thursday night. And y'all have anything you want to add? Last last minute bites or anything? Everybody good? All right, guys. All right, man. We'll catch you Thursday night.